Welcome back to the Left Coast Lean, a podcast about the best coast, the left coast. I'm TJ. And I'm Forrest. Uh, we're super excited to be back, Forrest. It has been way too long. Um, way too long. Even though in our last pod, we apologize for being too long, and we doubled that time since we've done, uh, done our last podcast. So uh, <clears throat> sincere, apologies, sincere apologies to our uh, avid listeners. Um, want to give a shout out again to, to chill Gabe, to, uh, Cody, um, who I actually saw in person in the last time that we saw each other. He has since subscribed to the podcast, which is awesome. Um, he is sending more coffee. They're doing really well. Again, everybody cafe organic, uh, follow them cafe underscore organic, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, Forrest, how's it going, man? It's going good. Uh, before we get started, we do want to send our, we just want to say we're we're thinking about people in, in Las Vegas. It's always a, a shitty, somber thing, but we do want to just start it off by saying, you know, it's on the top of our minds, and you know, we're not going to say thoughts and prayers because thoughts and prayers don't do anything. But you know, just that that doesn't have any pl- any place in this world. Yeah, it's it's super sad, and you know, sports always comes in and and, and really really helps those grieving you know kind of have joy in life and last night was actually the first ever game for the las vegas golden knights and they won their game in, the, in a come from behind fashion where uh, one guy on their team had two goals and they won in the third in the third period so really cool for them to get that first win really cool for them to uh um see them start to recover a little bit hopefully i actually didn't know that but that's uh that's pretty cool i'll be i'll actually be in vegas in two weeks for a uh, conference so um yeah, maybe I'll check out a uh, uh, an NHL game. There you go. Very cool. Um, so on the agenda today, uh, we're going to keep it pretty simple. We're going to talk about uh, NFL. We're going to talk about uh, MLB playoffs, and we're going to talk about uh, NBA over-unders and our favorites. But I think first, we are a quarter way through the NFL. It's hard to imagine there's already been four games. Two teams have played five games. Um, which, by the way, dude, the, th- the Thursday night games are horrible. They're so bad. They're not. They're, they're, they're so bad. that I mean, there was one good game this year, one out of four. If you ca- I, I don't count the Packers-Bears as a good game. Um, it was basically Ty Montgomery getting hurt and the Packers just trying to hang on to a lead for and, half a game. And the one game you're talking about was the Rams-Niners. And it Rams-Niners. Was, everyone thought it was going to be dog shit. Everyone thought it was going to be the worst. And... You know, we everyone knows who's listening to this. We like to make sports bets, and so going into the Thursday night game, uh, a tweet came out that said the pack or the sorry the Patriots have the worst passing defense, and the Buccaneers have the second worst. And in my mind, I'm like, Jameis and Brady are just going to throw it all over the field. There's going to be so many points. I said, TJ, this is a lock. This is a lock for the over. There's no doubt in my mind. Bet your entire savings account. This is easy money. And I did not do that. Did not do that. I placed a wager on it, uh, and it did not. It didn't even come close to winning. Like I knew in like the second quarter that that bet was done. It was. It was. Just, it was disgusting. I, I get sucked in, and I just let myself. I let myself just like create these like fake scenarios in my head, and I'm just like all in, and it's never right. Pull me back in. Um, no, but I think uh, given we're the left coast lean, we want to, we want to talk about specifically the first quarter for the AFC West and the NFC West. We're going to start with the NFC West and kind of just give, you know, kind of just newsworthy notes on each team. Um, and we'll just go down the line and we'll keep it pretty simple, but 
Um, yeah, let's go ahead and start with the NFC West and probably the surprise team of the entire NFL. I don't know if there's another one. Actually, there maybe is another one. We'll get to it. But uh, I think personally the Rams are by far in a way the biggest surprise. Jared Goff looks like a completely different human. Um, but they, they look awesome, man. They look really good. Gurley is like having a bounce back year. Goff looks, like you said, unbelievable. Um, you know, their defense is, you know, it, it, it not playing probably what they thought. Their, their front seven looks good, but they're, they're giving up some points. Uh, but who cares? That offense looks unbelievable, and offense is what puts people in the seats and ultimately what, what helps you win games. Yeah, I'm not fully re- – I mean, I think Goff looks awesome. Um, he's like top ten in, in passing yards this year. But I just I, – there's just – a there's something weird, and I can't put my finger on it, where – it just feels like it just feels like they're still tailoring tailoring the offense towards him that he's not like you know what i mean do you get what i'm saying like it's it's i feel like the second half could get ugly because i think they're going to be able to adjust like they're they're bo- they're boxing him in they're not, they're not, they're not yeah I, okay i get yeah no i get what you're saying i'm i'm picking up what you're putting down I, I, they've definitely been the biggest surprise but i i think there could be a drop off in the second half in the last three quarters here that's my point. i just you know that, that that that's a fair that's a fair point. Uh, I just still can't get over how young Sean McVay is. I don't know whether to be jealous of him or like you know I want to hang out with him. I want him to I want him to be my buddy. They like, could just good. No, I was just gonna say like like it's unfathomable to me that someone who's what thirty one years old is like I barely know how to do my taxes taxes and this guy is an NFL head coach. Yeah, they they've been playing a lot of his uh, post game. Um like team meetings like his like his his uh like what do they call it what do they call those when there's like post game speech post game speeches uh and he fires me up He's, yeah he goes i'm so proud of this group i'm so proud of this group did you see him have mike smith former head coach of the falcons break down yeah. the group and he's like he's like he's like family on three family no no wade phillips that was wade phillips versus dallas oh wade phillips what's what where's mike smith coaching i thought that was mike smith mike smith i think is with oh. tampa bay all old guys with white hair. Yes. Oh, Mike Smith. I saw on Hard Knocks. Good call. Good call. That's right. You, you, can't, you can't. You know, we won't count that as a fuck up because I called you out on it right now. Wade Phillips is way less hip than Mike Smith. Oh, you don't know that. You don't know. I'm. That. I'm pretty confident. Don't you shit on Wade? I'm uh, pretty confident. Pretty sure there's someone on Twitter named Bum Chillups, and I think it's a really, really good uh, follow. Um. Anyways, so there's a lot. There's a lot of good parody Twitter accounts. Yeah, we're not even. That's a that's a rabbit hole. <laughs> We can but go down I, I, that I mean, it's hard for me to root for like teams in our division, um, but I, I've been impressed and entertained by the Rams, to say the least. Yeah, uh, I agree. It, it, it's, it makes it fun when they're good. Um, but a big test for them is this week when they play the Seahawks. And so the Seahawks are the next team we're going to talk about. And to be honest, I don't really know what to make of the Seahawks. Like My inclination is they're still really good. They still have all the talent. Um, but... Because of the money that they've played, they've paid to their big star players, the secondary and uh, Russell Wilson and, and Doug Baldwin and some of these other defensive. All their players. defensive players, yep. They, it's completely been a ma- major sacrifice to their offensive line, and it's it's a big it's it's, it's a big big problem for them. I mean, I think that it, they knew what their kind of assets were, and they knew what money they spend, and they just figured I. I, the only mindset I can think of is like Russell Wilson is a mobile quarterback. He's better when he's scrambling outside the pocket. So it's like, 
okay, we're not, why have, why put a lot of resources there when like we can shore up other positions and it's like, let Russell do what he does by scrambling and do whatever. But they are, they are really bad. He is constantly under they, pressure. It's I just, not good. I mean, they've, they've, they've tried to move defensive linemen to be offensive linemen. Uh, they traded their center two years ago to, um, to the, the, the Saints. Saints. With Graham. Yeah. It, it's Max been, Unger. Yeah. It's just been a, I mean, Russell Wilson does him and him and Rogers do the best scramble drill of all time. Like it's not even close. Like you, you get them open and, and it's a broken down play. They're going to find their receivers who are really, really good at finding holes. Um, so it'll be a really fun game to watch. I don't really know what to make of it. Um, is I think it's in Seattle, so it should be a lot of fun. No, it's in LA. Oh, it's in LA. Oh, okay. That changes yeah. things a little. We'll get, we'll touch on LA in a little bit. Um, LA. Next team Cardinals. This team is, I, I don't think this team is good. I really just don't think this team is good. Like, they, I mean, they barely beat the Niners at home. Uh, uh, you know, a hurt hide. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we'll talk about Niners more. But yeah, I, you know, you have when you have a, what? He's how old is Carson Palmer? He's got to be like 36, 36, 37. I thought he was older than that. I'll take a look while you, while you talk. Yeah, I mean, he's a, I mean, he's old and not playing well. And then you have Fitzgerald, who's old and just Simmons. Still Simmons is old. Simmons is old. I don't understand. I mean, Fitzgerald is one of those guys where, like, in a fantasy draft, he comes around, you're like, is this the year that he finally just, like, breaks down and doesn't do anything, and you don't take him? And then he has, like, you know, 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns. And it's just like, how does he do How does he keep doing that? With with a shitty quarterback. With so, Carson Palmer throwing so, the ball. So we say that, but Carson Palmer is, um, he's second in the league well, in passing yards. I know what you're about to say. I know what you're about to say. I know. It's unbelievable. Because they, they lost David Johnson. They have no one to run the ball, so he just dumps the ball off, and their run plays are just little throws in the backfield. Yeah. yeah, I know. I just so he's thirty-seven. Um, he's definitely not the future of the franchise. Um, they've had bring some, in Byron. Bring in Byron Leftwich. They don't. Byron Leftwich is a coach, I think, right now for a team for the for the Cardinals. Oh, okay. Um, no, I think they uh, they have Logan Thomas. I th- they're yeah. If they don't, if they don't make the playoffs. They're a candidate to be a team to trade up for one of these uh, rookies coming out this year out of college, who I think is actually a very overrated uh, QB class. But that's a different different discussion for a different time. Uh, either way, I think the Cardinals are, are trending downwards, um, but we'll see. They're still kind of fun to watch, but like they oh they should have lost to the Niners. I love I love I love their secondary Peterson and. The the honey badger. I always mispronounce his last name. Mateo Mathau. How do you say it? Oh, uh, Tyron Mathau. Tyron Mathau. And they also have Dion Buchanan from Wazoo. Don't know. Wazoo, and he's like a hybrid. He's a safety that plays linebacker. You ask those kind of questions. Um, it's always Wazoo. <laughs> uh, Wazoo big Wazoo. game today versus uh, Oregon. Let's go, go Cougs. Uh, okay, next team Niners. Go ahead. Well, let's let's let's, say, let's save Niners for last. Let's let's go to the. Let's oh, go let's to the save AFC Niners West. for the very last. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. so AFC West. Uh, this is the other team that's probably the biggest surprise. And it's, it, I've I've made a, a career, an unofficial career, on just shitting on Alex Smith. Just so it's hated the, the guy. So it's the Chiefs. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry, it's the Chiefs. I've 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 I'm an I'm not I'm I'm not apologizing for it. I've always hated on Alex Smith, and my issue with him is just that he's not a good quarterback. He's just what they call a game manager where he's not like leading his team down the field. He's thinking and dunking. And now all of a sudden this season, he is just rifling the ball downfield. And granted, he has probably the best offensive weapons that he's ever had his entire career. Uh, but he, 
it still doesn't look like he knows how to throw the ball downfield, but good for him for actually doing it. Um, there was a play on Monday night where he rolled out to the right, and he, I think it was like on the last drive, he fired like a 25, 30-yard strike to Albert Wilson on 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 the sideline, like perfect. Like, And I was like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? I've never seen him make plays like that. Um, so yeah, good for them. Like their team is really solid. Like with the Patriots really struggling on defense, like this has to be the favorite right now in the AFC um, to go to the Super Bowl. To be quite frank, um, they still need to play the Broncos, but I think their I mean their team is awesome. Their team is really really good. Um, imagine if they still had Eric Berry, you know? Yeah, be, unbelievable. Be, out for, out for the I air, mean, Marcus but... Peters is one of the best corners that like not a lot of people talk about, but he's really really good. Um, speaking of the Broncos. Um, the Broncos. The, Bron- the, the fucking Broncos. Uh, I actually really, really like the Broncos. Um, I like their defense. It's what's not to like about it. Um, Let me ask you this. Are you, do you have confidence that a playoff, a, a road game, wild card game, that Trevor Simeon is going to be able to win on the road in January? I, well, it depends where they're going on the road. Are they going to? Let's say know, they're you know. going to Pittsburgh. I trust the Broncos, um, not necessarily Simeon in that situation, but I definitely trust the Broncos um, and their defense to, to go in there. And I think he's good enough. I honestly do think he's good enough. Um, we've seen he, he's better than someone like Trent Dilfer was. We've seen these guys like go deep in the playoffs uh, before. He's better than he's better than what Peyton Manning was when they won the Super Bowl two, three years ago. Like he's more skilled. He's healthier. I don't think he, he can throw the ball down the field. Like that, that team was like Peyton was really bad. You know, in that in that season, Peyton had the single worst historic game by any quarterback in the in NFL history. Which game was that? I don't know which one it was, but I just I I saw it like it was because they were talking about Andy Dalton's. I saw something about Andy Dalton's week one worse than Joe Flacco in England versus who they play? Who did they? Jags, uh, the ta- Jags. Oh yeah. No, this was this was worse. Um, I'll have to find it, and maybe we'll, we'll tweet it out. But yeah, it was it was bad. Um, I, I do trust the Broncos. I do I do trust Simeon to be good good enough. Not okay. make mistakes. I'm, uh, I'm I'm I don't share that sentiment, but uh, okay. <laughs> uh, the Raiders, for us, your thoughts? Started out real hot. Came out came out the gates firing. Uh, you know, injuries happen. Cars now out for what? The last I saw was like two to six weeks. Um, I don't even know who their backup is. It's still Connor Cook. Who's their backup quarterback? EJ Manuel. Oh, yeah. EJ Manuel. Uh, not a good football player. Uh, <laughs> not a good football player. Uh, and not only that, but even before Carr went out, Marsh, um, uh, Amari Cooper and Crabtree looking very overrated. This team's not making the playoffs. It's going to be Carr, tough for them. Even if even if uh, Carr comes back in two weeks, they're not making the playoffs. They're, it's going to be tough. Their, their defense is real bad. It's really bad. And the running hasn't been anywhere near what everyone thought with Marshawn. Marshawn's done nothing. Um, so, like, when they're, when the, when the when everything's working, like, their offense looks good, their defense is, you know, definitely playing below uh, where they were, like, a playoff team of should be. Um, so, yeah, it, it's tough. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that this team needs a change, and that change will come when they go to Vegas. Jack Del Rio's tweeting out how it's unfair they're playing on a baseball field. Hmm. So, well, not, uh, 
is it more or less unfair playing on a baseball field that's at least your home field and you have fans that go to or compared to, <laughs> let's say, the Los Angeles Chargers where every single game is a road game? Every game is a road Yeah. No, I know. They're, so Philly, which is a uh, East Coast team. 3,000 3, plus miles away. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's bad. I, that's, I mean, so, so what we're talking about is in this last Chargers game, when they played the Eagles, it was predominantly Eagles fans that went to their game, even though it was in LA. That's a stub. And that's what happens when you don't have your own stadium. This is this is so sad. This is like talk about a team that's distracted from the owner all the way down to Philip Rivers. Like this team is not into it. Like they like how can they be? They're answering questions about the fans. They're asking. They're answering questions about where they're going to play. Philip Rivers still lives in San Diego. He still drives in, up in a mini, like a like a tricked out minivan to watch he, film. To watch film for two hours, and there's eight kids. There's ten kids that. You ever seen a grown man who's probably 31, 32 act like more of a fucking crybaby on the field than Philip Rivers? Yeah, no, he is a, a, a polarizing player at, at the very least. He, I mean, you know, the guy does not. The guy does not swear. No, that's not true. So, he says like heck and frick. No, he does not swear. I read this art a couple years ago. I read this article. No way. I know that's true about. I know that's true about uh, Derek Carr. No, Philip Rivers does not swear. Wow. I need to find this art. I need to find this article. I read it a couple years ago. Heck and frick. No way. Wow, that's crazy. Um, I feel bad for San Diego fans, man. I really feel bad like that. Well, like, well, so so when the Rams moved, it was legitimate. Like Cronky bought this piece of land like 15 years ago or whatever it was. Had this plan to build a stadium, and they got the stadium built and they moved. Like I, I get that. Spanos, on the other hand, who's one who's notoriously one of the worst owners in the NFL, is th- holding uh, holding the Chargers hostage with the city of San Diego. And it's like, build me a new stadium. And they're like, fuck you, build it yourself. And he has the money to do it. He can raise yeah. like a pri- like a private group to, to build that same. He's like, all right, I'm out. No plan. Just goes to LA on the coattails of yeah. uh, on the coattails of the Rams. And they're in this situation where they left their fans out to dry for for no like no good reason. And now they're kind of paying the consequences. You know what's you know what's really upsetting about like all this whole stadium thing that doesn't really get talked about is Whenever there's a new stadium built, it's always like it has to be this like seventy five thousand person stadium that's going to be you know state of the art. It's like listen, understand your market, right? And this is what I, I appreciate Seattle for doing this. Seattle created not the biggest stadium, but something that's like perfect for Seattle, um, where they have a clear home field advantage. They sell it every game because it's not the most biggest. It's not the biggest stadium, like. Th- that's what these small market teams like. They don't need to try and get these stadiums for the Super Bowl. They need to get stadiums that are going to be perfect for their market. Like yeah. San Diego would be perfect to have like sixty thousand fans. They don't need eighty thousand yeah. like Qualcomm or whatever it is that they were playing at had before. Right. You know. Well, who was it? I, so Simmons, Bill Simmons, who we both kind of listen to and read uh, pretty frequently, um, had an. I think he had an unbelievable idea, and as if Spanos wants to move the team to LA, which is and in his entire right. To, to kind of create that following again, he said the market that's really untapped is to go after kind of that hipster, younger crowd that wasn't really into sports. And the way he would do it is he would take like 40% ownership stake and just divvy it up among all these celebrities in LA. So if he was like giving ownership of the Chargers to Bieber and uh, like, you know, Magic Johnson and all these like athletes and celebrities to come out and got, kind of redo the brand of the Chargers, 
that's how you create the interest and drive the fans back to to start coming to games. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's. I think LA is a tough market in general. Um, I think the Rams are doing it right. You know, they're going to have the NFL headquarters there at the stadium. Like they, like Kronky thought this out. And what's yeah, it's just really frustrating. I feel so bad for the, for the fans of San Diego. I really do. It's it's so messed up. I feel bad for the fans of of St. Louis too. But like San Diego had been there forever. You know, St. Louis had been like back and forth. Um, well, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, the Chargers are, are are in deep shit. Like they, you can tell that they're a completely distracted team. All right, uh, biggest uh, or not the biggest. The, the, the last thing that we want to talk about is the Niners. We're both Niners fans, so we thought it'd be uh, uh, appropriate to uh, to speak about them. I was in on the the Brian Hoyer hype train uh, in the beginning of the season, and. Uh, I think I've finally gotten off that train. I'm I'm on the platform again, waiting for the next train to come. I am not a believer in Brian Hoyer. So it depends what you it depends what you believe him for. Do you believe him to be the savior? What do you like? What were you believing in? I mean, what I think in the beginning of the season, I said they were good for like four or five wins and to like start to turn the team around, and it was going to be him kind of managing the reins until it was either Bethard, shout out, beat hard. <laughs> Or who you know, whoever we draft next year to kind of take over and and become the the franchise, like the future of the franchise. Um, but he's done no, like nothing, and I get I get it. He doesn't have a lot of weapons. You know, Pierre Garcon's a, a PPR monster everywhere he's been, playing with Manning. I don't even know all the quarterbacks he's played with, but he's played with some bad quarterbacks and still produced. And it's like the guy should be able to in this offense have a shit ton of catches, and Hoyer just not finding it. He's not looking good. Um, I'm actually really impressed with the Niners. I'm, I'm, so, I'm impressed with everybody. With ev- with honestly, I, I'll just say this: like I thought this team was going to be dog shit. What I had hoped for this year going in is CJ, that we were zero and four. I thought I thought they were going to be bad, and my only hope was that they were going to be like that they were going to be competitive. And I told my like so I was watch- I was back in San Francisco watching the game with my dad, and I, it was this it was the Seattle game, the game that we were ultra competitive from the very beginning. Yep. And, I, and I went and I was like, dad, like he was like getting all worked up and he was like, what the hell's going like, you know, what the hell are they doing? Like what I'm like, they're, they're not going to win this game. And it's totally okay that they're not going to win this game. They have 15 rookies on their team. They only have three or they have like, like four guys, five guys that came over from last year. Like you with brand new staff, like you can't expect them to win. You want them to be competitive and learn. I understand. And we and, could easily, we could very easily be three and one right now. Very easily. Sure, sure. But I mean, like, my thing is, like, they're like they're in every game. They're in every game, with, with the exception of the first game. That they're in every game so far, and it's and that's all I want. Like, you knew they weren't going to make the playoffs. You, but next year, this can't happen. Next year, the, those games they have to win. Um, plain and simple. So, I'm actually impressed with them. Like, I I, I know uh, that, that could be a homer situation, but I don't care. Like, it's. Of course, would I want them to be four and zero and be competitive? Yes, but I knew they weren't going to be competitive. Um, would I have liked them to win at least two of the games that they played? Sure, but like they don't have a quarterback. Brian Hoyer is is a backup quarterback playing starting. So like I don't. It, it is what it is. Like it, I, I, I'm happy. Like this team can actually run a fucking pro style offense and be and move it down the field and actually stop teams on the run. Something they couldn't do in the last three years. I'm with you. I, the what I'm most impressed about is DeForest Buckner. Uh, like, mm-hmm. kid looks unbelievable. Uh, like, I think he has the highest. Uh, what is it? The the 
uh, who does like the per game ranking? The, um, oh, oh, uh, PPF. Uh, yeah, PFF. 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 Yeah, yeah. Highest PFF ranking through four weeks. Wow. Um, of any interior lineman. Um, maybe defensive lineman. I'm not sure. I saw I saw it on Instagram this morning. And, and, um, and he's looked really good. Eric Reed's been Eric out, Reed. and um, so has uh, Foster. So like those guys yeah. running back will be much better. Um, yeah. Anything in terms of uh, other th- other things around the league? Biggest surprise, biggest shockers. I don't know what they're putting in the water in Tampa Bay, but they if they need a field goal kicker, I'll volunteer. They. It's been what two or three years of just horrible field goal kicking. I don't. I mean, I don't know. What, like that's you. I'm speechless. Clearly, I can't even. I can't even speak. It's it's so bad that there's a slew of kickers available, and you get two of the shittiest ones. And you wasted a second round pick on them. That's horrible. He, he might have to come back. Like this is so bad. But yeah, I'm with you. That's that's probably been the biggest shocker. That with along of uh, uh, how bad the Pats' defense is. But yeah, yeah. that's been talked about enough. Yeah. Um, so let's take a quick break to uh, talk about our sponsor, Cafea. Uh, their mission is simple: to create the healthiest coffee in the world uh, by using organic almonds and organic hazelnuts, um, and they roast organic fair trade coffee beans. Uh, you can find them online online at mycafea.com. Um, and on Instagram and Twitter at Cafea underscore organic. Again, that's Cafea, C-A-F-F-E-A. Shout out, Cody. I believe I have a nice uh, Kenyan blend coming my way. Ooh, I think I still need to pick mine. Oh, come on, man. Um, all right, let's let's uh, let's go through the MLB playoffs real quick. We don't have to spend too much time on it. but uh, have, you, have you been watching? Uh, I watched, ooh, what did I watch? It's, it's hard, man. Um, like, if one of my teams isn't in it, I'm just not invested in fantasy baseballs over. I'm just not as invested as I used to be. However, the team that I really liked before all of it, all this started, and it's too late to do the futures on them now. I like the D backs a lot. I don't know why. I just think they're super hot. Um, like both, like how they look on an individual level, and then oh, oh, and then oh, as a okay. team. Okay, oh, okay. All <laughs> and, right. and then the Astros. Um, but I know Altuve has been crushing it. Um, that I know little midget can hit some home runs. I know that Yankees wild card game was 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 wild wild was wild um, the, the indians i that i mean if i were to bet on a team going to the playoffs and win the world series i'm sure i don't know what the odds were but like i would have put money on the indians it's like you can't fuck with it at this point like they're the hottest team it's and then you see what they, they were down what 10 runs something like and that they back, yeah they won yeah, nine, they won nine eight yesterday yeah hitting hit, oh, so they weren't down 10 runs yeah. but they were down a lot of runs they were down yeah. a lot of runs yeah uh, uh Kershaw fell apart again. I don't know what that. They got fuck the win though. I, they got the win though. That's, that that's guys a, deals. I just uh, he gave it four home runs yesterday. Yes. Does not know how to pitch in the playoffs. Just becomes a mental midget. Well, we have a friend who, who's a Dodger fan, and he he put it he he put it in any way a Dodger fan is he get he, he's very like through one th- innings one through six he has like a <laughs> a one five two r two r two. One five to a two ERA, something in that in that range, and then after the seventh, it's just a disaster. But I remember, I remember a couple of years ago. I think it was the 2014 playoffs. I was at work watching. It was Cardinals Dodgers, and I'm watching the game at work, and the Kershaw is shoving, and I get in an Uber to come home, and I get home, and he gave up like seven runs in the sixth or seventh yeah, inning. And, and Matt Adams hit like a three run, four run, four a four run homer, no three run homer, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cubs Nationals. I think the Cubs are. I think the the Cubs are going to be destined to go back to uh, the World Series personally, um, and it's going to be. I think it's going to be. I think it's dude. That Indian Astros. Oh, that that 
That AL championship is going to be fucking good. I'll have to have to get back in on that one. I haven't watched any though, but I just know who I like. Yeah, it's crazy that uh, the, the the favorite is probably not going to be Red Sox or Yankees. Yeah. Um, interesting to see, but I, I think you'll have good matchups around no matter what happens. Uh, yeah, just got to continue to watch, and we'll have to report back. I guess. I mean, that's the only really thing I can say. We to have to watch. We don't want to watch, but we have to watch. Have we will. to watch. So tough, dude. It's so tough on the East Coast because these games, some of them start at ten. And like, there's no chance I'm staying up till one to watch fucking uh the third string <laughs> the th- trevor bauer versus uh, uh whoever the yankees are rolling out there uh, i'm with you i'm with you um either way we're going to move on to the the third you, major you sport jump to basketball yes i would like to please jump to basketball as fast as possible uh just want a quick shout out to the warriors uh we're we're in we're in line for some great content from china clay uh warriors are in china China Clay is, a, is a, an entirely different beast. I love China Clay so much. I, I, we got to get China Clay shirts. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, do you want to do you want to talk about maybe um, some of your favorite over unders if you were going to bet on some uh, season odds? Oh, a hundred percent. Here we go. I'm going to name my three, and I'm, these are probably the ones I'm going to. I need to revisit it, but I'm probably going to actually maybe put some money on these because I like doing features more than single game bets. Um, just makes me not feel so shitty if I, uh, if I lose or win. Uh, but um, this is going to come to no surprise to a lot of our listeners. Um, I am going to go under on the three and a, 33 and a half for the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I'm sure there's some guys who are listening right now who are rolling their eyes, but it's I don't like I get the hype. I understand it. I really get it. I really get it. I really, really, really get it. They're not winning 33, 33 games. If they win 32 games, it's great. I win my under, but they're <laughs> not winning 34. They're not winning 34 games. It's not going to happen. It's they're You don't have faith in LeVar pred- predicting that they're going to make the playoffs this year. I would, I would love, I, I would love to make a, a bet into obscurity, which means if, if the Lakers don't make it, then he has to just crawl under a rock and never show up again. And if, LeVar, if we don't hear from you, we're gonna con- we're gonna consider this a live bet. You need to get in touch with us to make this not this bet not real. Oh my god, it's so funny. Um, so I'm gonna take them 33 under. Like I get it. Um, but they're probably gonna ship off some guys. Um, they're not incented to tank, but you know they they still want their pick. Um, I'm gonna take the Heat over 43 and a half, which is such Ooh. a which is such a funny number to look at. But like they won th- how many? I don't I don't know the exact number, but when they got hot, they went like thirty and ten in the last forty games. Waiters Island. I love Waiters. I'm be, have you if you have you read his uh, Players Tribune article? I didn't know that guy could write or read on another level. Like I was, I was a big fan of his at Syracuse. Um, I didn't like that he came out after one year, um, and I didn't really like his game, like how he just just it just didn't seem to flow. But he's found a, a great spot in in Miami with Spolstra. Loving the forty-three and a half, a healthy Dragic, healthy Whiteside. Um, their 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 bench is super deep. I love them. Um, and then the other one is the under on the Minnesota Timberwolves at forty-eight. Ooh, ooh. Um, like they're going to be good, and they'll probably win forty-eight, forty-seven games. Um, I love Carl Anthony Towns. I love, um, I love that they got. Do they have Taj Gibson? No, or is he on the uh, or is he on the Thunder? I think he's on the Thunder. No, ta- no, Taj United with um, with uh, Tibbs. Yeah. Okay. So they, I love that they have him. I'm not a big fan of Wiggins at all. 
I mean, he he was supposed to be the guy there three years ago, and now he's the third or fourth best guy. Um, yeah, because they have uh, they got Butler and now Teague. and Teague. Yeah, Teague. I'm not a big fan of Teague. I uh, I think they win around 47, 48, 48 games. So um, <laughs> you're going small under. Yes. Oh yeah. Hey, unders and under. Uh, what about you? Well, what are the, what are the three do you like? Yeah, so I looked at these. Uh, there were definitely some that stood out. I like some of your picks. I don't like some of your picks. Uh, what, the okay. ones. Do, which ones no, do you disagree with? No, 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 no. I'm picking my three. Uh, so the first one I came up with, and I think this is a lock. Like this is just like the over in the Patriots and Bucks was a lock. This is a lock, and I'm taking the Cavs at 53 and a half wins to go over. I think there's no way the East got way worse. So you had Paul George leave the East. You had Carmelo leave the East, uh, and th- it's going to be a fucking cakewalk for the Cavs in the East. Unbelievable. Yeah, even yeah. with even with Isaiah Thomas not playing till potentially September or I mean, excuse me, uh, December or January. But even then, that's when that's when LeBron takes a little rest. So they're going to have Isaiah to take over. I. They got Wade, who and if Wade is like at like half of what he used to be, like he's going to be able to win some games for them. I, it's a it's a better team than they had last year. I'll say that. Yeah, they still got Crowder there. Um, they still got Love. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I, I, that's when I like. Uh, next, I'm taking Rockets fifty five and a half games, also over. Uh, not calling this a lock. I think this is a, a slight over. I know the West has gotten severely better all the way around. They are one of the teams that upgraded their team greatly. Um, you know, there's going to be games where they're scoring 150, 160 points just because they're jacking threes. Their defense, we it'll, it, it remains to be seen what they're going to be able to do. Um, but when you look at some of the other teams uh, and still trying to figure out how it all works together, I think the Rockets are, are going to be able to mesh the easiest. Um, you know, when you look at how Harden played back when he was on the Thunder with Durant and Westbrook being the primary ball handlers and him more slashing off the ball. I think that's what it's kind of going to kind of revert to. And I think they're that game style. Those playing styles are going to match very well together. Um, so the defense is not good, but I think they are, they should win at least 60 games. I think this is, I think the West will have two 60 win teams. Um, I like that bet. And here's what I like. The, the Rockets are going to struggle against four teams. Who? The Warriors, the Thunder, the Cavs, and the Celtics. And then maybe you can add in the Spurs there as well. They are going to absolutely... I actually don't think, they, I don't think they struggle against the the Spurs. Well, I mean, the Spurs are just defensive monsters. So, like, I mean, you know Popovich is going to make... Like, either way, what my point is... Like they're not going to do well against top top tier teams. They're going to run through these lower level teams. Like absolutely, they they. I want to know what those splits are against like the like those those teams I listed at the end of the year. But um, again, those at the max, those guys are like you're looking at ten fifteen games there. So like that would hit, still hit you over. Yeah, um, and then the last one, uh, Pelicans thirty nine and a half wins. I am taking the under. Uh, they. After they traded for Boogie last year, they somehow got worse. Um, really, the only significant addition they made this year is Rondo. Uh, that guy's not... I, it, that team on paper just looks so weird. 
You have Drew Holiday, you have Rondo, you have Boogie, you have Anthony Davis. I just don't understand what they're doing. Uh, Boogie's co- contract ends at the end of this year. I think if, you know, a quarter or halfway through the season, they aren't close to even contending, they're going to ship him off to get some pieces back. Um, hopefully get more than what they what they gave up, you know, more than just Buddy Heald. Um, that was an awful, awful trade for the Kings at the time. But I think this this bet is more on the on the premise that they are going to start shipping pieces out and maybe be a potential tank tank candidate. Yeah, um, I was looking for a way to disagree with you here, but I just don't know how they. I don't forty games that would put them at forty and forty and forty four or forty two, right? Forty and forty two. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's um, that's about right. I think at the at their peak, <laughs> to be honest, with you. like I just. It's and then you also got a fact like Anthony Davis gets hurt every single year. Yeah, Alvin Gentry is not a very good head coach or very good assistant coach, and that's just proven. Um, well, he was a good assistant coach on the Warriors. Well, he was a great assistant coach when he was with the Suns, and then he took. Oh, over. you're saying he is a great assistant coach, not a good head coach? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, cool. So let's go into our bad bets of the week. So uh, just to reiterate before we go, I took Lakers under Heat over Minnesota under. Forest went Cavs over, Rockets over, Pelicans under. Um, I'll leave. I'll lead this off. So, Forest, hockey started. I mentioned that earlier. Yes. Um, are you a big hockey fan? I used to be. Uh, my I started getting a lot of gray hairs and stressing myself out over the San Jose Sharks in the playoffs. So I had to take a more passive approach to fandom. So I'll watch when they're on, but I'm no longer a uh, a heavy heavy fan. That's great. That's great. So that's going to lead me right next into uh, my what your bet's going to be here. So um, you're going to be taking Ooh. Uh, the Russian Hockey League matchup. Oh, wow. Of Severe, Sabir, Novo, Sabursk. Can it be severe? Can it be severe? <laughs> versus Salavat, Yulov, Ufa. Oh, Yes. Salavat, you love Lufa? So I'm going to actually get and give you a choice here. You can choose this, and it's a blind choice. Spread, what? spread, money line, or the total. What would you prefer to, to deal with here? Um, I would like to bet the... Ooh, uh, wait, what? I don't get to know the totals? Nope. Or, nope. Okay. Spread, money line, total. Total for the over-under. Uh just tell me this. No, is of the... course, this is not a tough decision. Like you really Okay, I'll take be... I'll take the I'll take the money line. Okay, the money line. So Sabir Novo Sabersk is at plus one seventy five. Okay. To win outright. Salavat Yulev Ufa is at minus two thirty five. Oh, those are not great odds. I was gonna go with the, the Yulav Lufa. Ooh. Uh but those are not good odds. Minus two thirty-five. Um, so that's like what? Bet twenty dollars when like, like ten, eleven, twelve bucks at minus two thirty-five. Yeah, uh, uh, something like that. Maybe even less. Ooh, uh, fuck it. Give me you love Lufa. I need a win. I need to bounce back. I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I'm really haven't dragging win. us down. We have. We started off with two hundred bucks in the pot, and we're at two fifty now. Most of that is from you. Most of it is for me. Yes, that's the one thing we have at. So you're in with, well, you're in with Salavat Yulav Buska 
I, I just butchered that name. All right, and you're are you ready for yours? I'm ready. I'm born ready. Okay. Um, so apparently, in uh, NASCAR, they have head-to-head matchups. Uh, I didn't know this was possible. Uh, this might be like within the entire field. Who finishes higher is my guess, because these guys are racing in the uh, Drive for the Cure 300 at Charlotte Motor Speedway. Wait, I'm give you, am I just am I just am I just choosing? No, I'm going to give you two drivers, and you have to pick which between. One's, but is it like an actual like two one on one race, or is it like? I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay, I, I don't think so. Uh, so I'm going to give you uh, two drivers, and you're going to basically pick which one, uh, which one you think is going to win, uh, or beat beat the other one. And the caveat is both must start for action. So if like I don't know, they cra- crash coming out of pit road, driving up to the start line. <laughs> oh I yeah. Don't think, oh yeah. Pit road. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just assuming here. Okay. Um, but the uh, the two drivers that you are going to be betting on are either Brandon Jones or Ryan Reed, and they are both minus one fifteen. Uh, Ryan Reed. I've never been more confident. What is what is your thought process there? Um. Any person who has uh, two first names that start with the same letter is definitely a win in my book. Ryan Reed. Uh, Jones can't be a first name? Absolutely not. Motherfucker Jones? <laughs> Absolutely not. No, I mean, I just think like Ryan Reed, he's just been really hot lately. You know, like the last race, he finished in that, you know, 1 to 30 range, which is really strong. Um, mm-hmm. He hit mm-hmm. a, he hit 200 miles an hour and, you know, which oh, has wow. been, you know, they had a couple tire changes that one uh, that one time at Pitt Road and it's been really good. He's he's really upping his sponsorships um, and his team. and That might you know, be the worst analysis I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Well, did, TJ, it, sound, did listen, it sound convincing? Uh, no. Listen, oh. this is this has been a lot of fun. Uh, I it, it today is the best day in San Francisco all year. Oh, it's, really? Uh, yes, it is Fleet Week mm. and um, the country concert. Uh, oh my God, what is it called? Um, there's a free country concert in Golden Gate Park, and I feel like an idiot for not remembering wow. it. Um, wow. Uh, Keep talking because I'm gonna look it up right now. Uh, I have never heard of this country concert. I definitely know about Fleet Week. I actually met. Did I meet my wife there? No, I didn't meet her. We had one of our second dates there at Fleet Week. Love it. Oh, love wow. it. Okay. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't find it. Uh, anyway, it's a fun concert. I'm gonna go uh, <laughs> later. That's this about, afternoon. But about, about as riveting as my NASCAR analysis for Ryan Reed. I, I don't know. I think mine was a little bit. A little bit, uh, a little bit better. Um, <laughs> oh, hardly strictly bluegrass. Okay. God, I don't, oh yeah, hardly um, strictly. Bl- I, I believe they have a really nice. Um, they just, they serve oysters there. Ooh, I lo- I love oysters. I bet you do, you freak. All right. All right uh, <laughs> wanna wanna again thank Cafe uh, yeah. uh, Chill Gabe, and he's been helping us us out for a couple weeks. We want to officially thank our producer uh, Robert Wilford Walker yes. for helping us out. Good uh, man, TJ. Have a great weekend. Good luck on your bets. And Chill Gabe, play us out. Chill Gabe, good luck with your toe and the stabbing from the stingray.